From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Barry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we unpack top news stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. On Deadline today is one of the strangest and potentially most dangerous environmental pairings the United States has ever seen. An earthquake and a hurricane-turned-tropical storm both struck Southern California in the same day. The rainfall left people trapped in cars and houses, brought snakes and flood water, and more. Then it was like the earthquake was a cherry on top, a gift from Mother Nature that no one wanted. Hurricane Hillary at one point strengthened to be a Category 4 storm, although it eventually weakened into a tropical storm by the time it hit the Southern California coast. The storm wreaked havoc as pre-existing dry conditions were met with this torrential rainfall. The result was catastrophic flooding that left cars swept off the road and increased the risk of landslides. Local officials issued evacuation orders, 911 services went out to Palm Springs, and the Los Angeles Unified School District was even forced to cancel the first day of school because of the storm. The National Weather Service called rainfall caused by Hillary historic. The storm dropped more than half of an average of the year's worth of rain over the span of just three days. The storm also made history as the first tropical storm to make landfall in California this century. The last to do so was Nora in 1997. As the rain came quickly, so did the impacts of the storm. And Craig Figner, a reporter with Odyssey in Los Angeles, joined Odyssey in New York City to share what he saw. You know, this storm, it was a storm that really affected all of Southern California in one way or another. I mean, whether it was the the preparations, the need to prepare with sandbags for, for flooding because we just don't get this kind of rain, as much water or so quickly. And when that happens, it, it just has nowhere to go. So you end up with terrible flooding. And so there were some parts of Los Angeles uh, city and county that got hit hard, but but no no permanent or lasting damage that we're learning of right now. And then I traveled out to Palm Springs because the way that the weather modeling was looking, we thought that we were going to end up with some really severe flooding out here and maybe even even some some larger problems, some smaller, what they call it, kind of cyclone tornadoes maybe. Uh, those did not unfold, but all day yesterday, the entire Palm Springs area was shrouded in this very heavy low-hanging cloud cover. I mean, you couldn't even see the San Jacinto Mountains. Uh, they closed the airport, uh, the Palm Springs airport. And there were a lot of people here for, for party events, if all, all things, uh, pool party events that were at host hotels that had to be canceled because it was unsafe to be at the pools. They had to move them indoors. Kind of ironic when the rainstorm kills your pool party off, mm-hmm. but that's what happened. So, so you know, we had a lot of people preparing, a lot of people very genuinely nervous because, you know, this is an area known for sunshine. They know how to deal with sunscreen. I'm not trying to be silly here. They do. But when it comes to a tropical storm, we haven't had that in 70 years. And so they, they just a lot of people were genuinely concerned because they just didn't know exactly what to to expect. But the people I was talking to, they were taken serious. Yeah. And and, and to your point, this this was such a, a rare event, right? I mean, decades since yeah. they've had this yeah. kind of wet weather in that area this time of year. Consider consider getting an entire year's worth of rain you'd expect for this area in a year in roughly 24 hours. I mean, that is what, what happened yesterday. And so you had very quickly these intersections just flooded, and not just a little bit, you know, water up to the you know doors of cars in some cases. Now, it, it did wash away. Had we had sustained rain like that for, say, three more hours, 
uh, we would have would have had some very very serious problems out here. And and then of course all day everybody's phones were ringing with the emergency alerts of flash flooding, uh, warnings to evacuate. As if a tropical storm wasn't enough, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake hit Southern California while Hillary was barreling up the West Coast. Two aftershocks followed, measuring 3.1 and 3.6 on the Richter scale. According to the United States Geological Survey, this quake was felt throughout Los Angeles and surrounding communities. Thankfully, it left no damage, though it did raise questions. What are the odds of a potential hurricane and an earthquake happening in the same day? Southern California's preeminent earthquake expert, Dr. Lucy Jones, joined Odyssey in Los Angeles to discuss if the quake was related to the storm. So, Doctor, I want to read you a tweet uh, from someone that was really funny. It said, "In the dear dear Doctor Jones, uh, in the future, would you kindly schedule these earthquakes on non-hurricane days? In general, people only want to experience one disaster genre movie at a time. So, <laughs> we, we can't really blame you, but we well, what happened?" Um, really fun coincidence, as far as we can go. I mean, yes, you know, water pressures within the earth can affect things, but you don't change the water pressure deep in the earth through one days of rain, even heavy rain. So it's just a coincidence. Uh, it's a sort of pattern that we always want to notice. But, um, you know, there's a magnitude five every year in Southern California. And, uh, uh it's only every hundred years, I suppose, that we get the tropical storms, but uh, coincidences happen. Uh, you know, Pete Demetria, of course, you know him. He was out, I think, on the 101 in the Sherman Oaks area where there was all that flooding, and he was talking about how his SUV was kind of bouncing up and down. I think he said north to south. You know, he always knows the direction of things. <laughs> um, but I don't recall that, and it may just be, you know, what I've heard over the years, but I don't recall people talking about their cars bouncing up and down quite so much as they did this time. Was it something about how the earth moved in terms of being shallow or deep? Well, it's, it looks pretty ordinary level of shaking. Uh, I mean, I've been uh, in cars that where I felt earthquakes that way. Um, in the Whittier Narrows earthquake, I was up in La Cunada, so pretty reasonably far away from the event, and I had trouble controlling my cars. I was driving as it happened. So when you get to the higher levels of shaking, that's what you're going to see. So there were some foreshocks, right? Some aftershocks. I mean, give yeah. us give us the Lucy Jones treatment on this earthquake. What kind of earthquake was it? Well, I, I, it was a thrust faulting earthquake. Uh, those are the most common types of faults there in Ventura, and um, uh, it had about twenty, I know, about a dozen uh, foreshocks that began Saturday morning. Again, that happens a lot, but we just, there's nothing about the earthquakes that tell you before the big one happens that they are foreshocks. So you just got to um, now wait and see what else happens. Um, and then there've been uh, a good level of uh, aftershocks. There've already been five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine uh, magnet that are above magnitude three and a, a total of, I don't know, probably close to 50 that we've had so far. So it's a uh, it's on the higher side of you know there's a there's a wide range of aftershock sequences. So these are one of the more active ones, um, and all that means is you'll probably feel more threes. Right? Uh, it won't just go and suddenly stop. It'll will be 
you know, seeing aftershocks to this earthquake probably over the next few weeks. Dr. Lucy Jones, the earthquake czar here in Los Angeles. I noticed um, on social media, you've, you know, you've got your video out there of what you had to say about this, but also you're asking people to contact you so that you can, you no, know. not me personally. Oh, not you, not, not you. <laughs> I, I, boy, maybe I better be careful about how I post. No, there's a USGS website where you can put in what you felt. And that, um, it's called Did You Feel It? If you just search for Did You Feel It, you can go and say what the earthquake felt like to you. We should get Pete Demetrio to go and do that. And that information is correlate, you know, put together so we can better understand how the waves vary as they go across the region. If you weren't a fan of snakes on a plane, you definitely won't like this. You see, Palmdale Mayor Laura Betancourt had to warn residents of snakes potentially being in floodwaters. Betancourt joined Odyssey in Los Angeles to share how a tropical storm and flash flooding in the middle of snake season was a recipe for disaster. You know, Mayor, you were saying that earlier, too, and we say it and we stress it and we always say, you know, just a little bit of water can, can take you away. And you used to work for the sheriff's department, too. So, I mean, what do you think it is when you when you put that that other hat on, too, and you think about we had times where someone got stuck and we had to go and risk our necks rescuing them after we told them not to go? I mean, people still will try and think, oh, it's not that deep. I can I can cross. I mean, how has it not gotten through to us yet? I wonder. Yeah, it happens all the time. People um, overestimate their abilities and they underestimate the depth and the speed and the power of that water. And it can be very, very dangerous. And you know, a unique problem, this is gonna sound really strange, but here in the high desert, this is snake country. Um, and we are in snake season until the end of October. So where do you think all those snakes are going? They're going into that water, <laughs> not, yeah. not by choice. So please do not go out and start having fun or um paddle boarding or whatever people do you know boogie boarding don't do any of that in the water that we have right now because it's washing all those critters from the desert into that water and you don't want to be in that water with them you know what mayor if they didn't get the message to stay out of the storm i think snake water might be the thing that, that <laughs> snake water. Get them to yeah no it's, it's, it's a real thing it yeah. really is after this record rainfall, many have begun to wonder how the storm has impacted California's long-standing drought conditions, most notably the water level of Lake Mead. Recent snowfalls have temporarily halted the decline of that lake, putting it seven feet higher than forecasters originally predicted it would be by the end of this year. Did one disaster cancel out the other, at least in the short term? We'll have to wait and see. It's still a little bit early to really know how this big storm will impact drought conditions in the state. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, Jim Hankey, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast, Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.